0: Come join Jim Crenn for a live taping of the Jim Crenn No Restrictions podcast on Tuesday, March 31st at the Cigar Bar at Jurgles Rhythm Grill in Warrendale, Pennsylvania, just north of Pittsburgh. Featuring Terry Jones, Mike Weisaki, Mike Sasson, and our guest of honor, rock legend Donnie Iris, plus a few other surprise guests. The podcast taping is open to the public, but it is limited seating. Go to JimCrenn.com for details. Jimmy will also be performing an hour stand-up show in Jurgle's main room on Thursday, May 28th. Go to jimkrenn.com for tickets. We'll see you there.
1: So maybe you got a great idea for a business. You want to start selling products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner and you're looking for new customers. Maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy. That's right, GoDaddy wants to help you succeed online. Right now, GoDaddy is offering a .com domain for just $1.49. That's right, $1.49. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code JIM149 to get your $1.49.com. Some limitations apply. See website for details.
2: This is the Jim Crenn No Restrictions Podcast. We're coming to you nationwide. We are coming to you worldwide on the Sideshow Network. It's Mike Waisaki, Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim
0: Crenn!
1: No restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Thank you so much for listening today. Really appreciate it. Of course, uh, give our, our thanks to uh, our team, the Sideshow Network, and uh, of course, everyone at uh, the Sideshow Network and our, our group here in the, the Talent Network studios. Josh Folio, our, our producer, Dave Settlemeyer, and Frank Mergia, and Wayne Weil were there and getting us, making sure we're signing clear. Hustling Got it going We got our, our guys in, in studio here Is uh, Mike Sass And Mike Waisaki. Terry Jones uh, Terry He is on the road right now He'll be in uh, Next week Next week We have a big show Actually And I'm really looking forward to this It's going to be There's a club in Pittsburgh If you're not from Pittsburgh And you know, listen to the show There's a Pittsburgh's a great Club scene Believe it or not For, for music And for, for comedy And it's, it's got this uh, these cool clubs on the on the in the tri-state. When I say Pittsburgh is a whole you know entire the city, maybe has a half million people or four hundred thousand for the city, but around it, within 10-15 minutes, you go to suburbs. There is actually two point one million people all through the tri-state, and and dotted throughout that tri-state are, are these interesting clubs and you know great nightlife and, and great uh, music talent. Uh, some that no one ever hears them, some that break out and people do hear. Uh, one of the uh, gentlemen who who you may know, uh, he had about four or five top 40 hits, Donny Iris, legendary in Pittsburgh, and also his song Aaliyah. Um, I can't hear you no more. A few songs you will hear nationally, the rapper. Uh, he's just brilliant. The guy is, uh, his voice is, is, he's been doing it for like 40 years. His voice is still like he's 22 years old. Well, the, somebody started a Pittsburgh Hall of Fame for, for rock and roll. So we have a Pittsburgh Rock and Roll division, I guess, of, you know, a Hall of Fame, our own little Hall of Fame for Pittsburgh musicians and singers and personalities. Porky Chedwick is one of the people inducted in this class. Porky was a DJ in the 50s. He was the first one to put, like, blues and soul songs and break them here in this area. It, to give you an idea of how big Porky Chedwick was, yeah, you know, you know, I, I remember this old timer. You know, we were talking in the '90s. It's, it was arguably as probably one of the more popular DJs, I guess, or, or personage, right? Guys, would you, yeah, whatever, yeah, hmm? absolutely, rock and roll. Yeah. And and my partner and I, Scott Paulson, we would sell out. You know, two and three, two thousand people easy would come see us do our show. Easy, people would park outside and you know, tents and stuff and, and waiting for it to Tailgate. get in. Yeah, and I remember this little time, I said, Wow, that's pretty wild, man. And then somebody was there an old timer, and he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "That's great, but it's not Porky." And I go, "What?" Some <laughs> <laughs> about Porky Chedwick. Porky Chedwick is a DJ, right? He sold out the fucking Civic Arena. No oh way! God. God, that's what the guy said.
2: <laughs> that's fifteen
1: thousand people.
3: You're no Porky. No. Yeah,
2: yeah. I love, that. <laughs> I love how someone had to bring that up too. Oh, yeah, to Bubble. Yeah,
3: like, I, 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 I feel uh-huh. good
2: about myself. I sold out three thousand seats.
1: You're yeah. no Porky. Egotistical <laughs> asshole. Boom. Got my. Burst in my bubble. Put me back down Porky there. Porky
3: gets more people than that on his back porch yeah. spinning <laughs> <laughs> records. I don't know Porky what you are bragging is about. Two thousand people right now. <laughs> in yeah, this yeah. house.
2: In this yeah, house. Yeah, in this house. So, so I met Porky, some Little Richard records.
1: Yeah. I met Porky a couple times. Man, what a nice guy. He's like in his nineties. Nice. he's still. He passed. I think passed.
2: he just yeah, passed. Yeah, passed like, like last a year, year ago or something.
1: But yeah. a year ago, I think he passed. I was going to say he would have been in his nineties. I met him. Um, I don't know, about fifteen years ago. He's really nice, man. I mean really, really kind kind guy. But this guy was he was legendary nationally. Oh yeah. There's a lot of great national acts in Pittsburgh that live here, you know, that that have that national type talent. And Porky Chedwick was one of those people. He's in the Hall of Fame. Donnie Iris is in the Pittsburgh Hall of Fame. Nice. And we're gonna celebrate that. But anyway, Donnie has a cigar night every week every month, I'm sorry, at a club called Jurgles fantastic club uh north of pittsburgh a little bit in warrendale area just you know about 20 minutes from downtown i'd say and it is it's a great room it's one of those those cool rhythm and blues kind of vibe to it but it's 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 big enough to house you know bigger bands it can hold seven eight hundred people whatever and um the food's great and all that kind of stuff but and and the owners are fantastic but but the the back room they have is a cigar room and Donnie does a thing every month there and a party breaks out it's a lot of fun hmm. so I've been going to that Donnie will text me and say hey man cigar night time so I go out there and so I thought wow this would be a great place to do a podcast you know it's a party it's what we, it's what we yeah. want to do we're, we're party crashers right mm-hmm. so I thought we crash this party. <laughs> there you go so we were, we will be crashing Donnie's cigar so we're going to have a big big show next week at Donnie's uh, Donnie's cigar at uh, Jurgles and we're going to celebrate Donnie's being inducted into pittsburgh hall of fame we'll talk some rock and roll we'll joke around of course jag around as we always do <laughs> so but i'm really, i'm looking forward to that show and i'm going to do a, i'm going to do a concert if you're living in pittsburgh or pittsburgh area or, or going to be visiting in may may 28th i'll be in concert at jurgles it's a big room get their tickets now you go to jimkren.com we'll have ways to get that uh, if it's not up today it'll be up soon within a few days so jimcran.com you get the tickets I'll see you the 28th and if you're around stop out to the cigar bar on the 31st which is uh, in a few days this is Thursday so let's see uh, there you go we're on Tuesday so plan it come on out and alright let's 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 talk a little let's, let's talk baseball a little bit guys It's uh, spring is in the air everyone in the northeast we're thawing out we're tired of the zero degrees every day now we get thirty or five or forty. We're like, oh, well, it's spring out there. <laughs> <laughs> Break out the shorts. Yeah, thirty-five. Yeah, sometimes sixty-degree will drop in her. Mm-hmm. Opening
2: day is about three and a half weeks away, right? What's well, yeah? Opening day is the sixth, and so it's two weeks away, and then and then home opener. Okay. It's the week after that. So about three, right. uh, yeah. two, right. So, so a
1: baseball's weeks. in it's in the air. People are you know, guys I know they are checking their phones and checking spring training. Scores or just seeing how players are developed. Fantasy drafts are happening (laughs) for baseball freaks. I know Mike Wisaki, who does our our sports uh, twisted sports on Mikey, is our baseball fanatic. That's probably your most knowledgeable sport.
3: Yeah, and um, I'm locally excited about the Pirates this year. It's uh, the only like competition spots this year are for like a couple of bench spots, and usually that's just like whoever has the least amount of options was it, was that's there? left and it's just like triple <laughs> a players didn't have like
1: not did we have like uh pr- weren't we predicted to win it this year for the first time so like a real legitimate buster
3: only of espn predicted the it. genius buster yeah, yeah. he yeah. knows genius. his baseball You yeah. predicted the, the <laughs> yeah. pirates would beat the C- what's just a weird pick the, too, the seattle mariners lloyd mcclendon lloyd that mcclendon's be, team yeah. former Steel, pirates yeah yeah. yeah steal bases and stuff yeah yeah absolutely. yeah <laughs> I like it though. It's I, gonna be... used to, I used to crush Lloyd, man.
1: We lose a hundred when I was on the radio. Lloyd, I used to do this thing where they would always have a picture of Lloyd, and we lost a hundred games a year. Uh-huh. It
3: wasn't him. No, he oh. was dealt a very bad It wasn't bad him, obviously. Yeah, the guy's a baseball yeah. guy. He knows what yeah, he's doing, yeah. man. Yeah, we used, to, we used we to lose hundred
2: games by August. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So we lost.
1: Yeah, we we were terrible, right? So no money was put in or whatever. Everyone knows this. But anyway, Lloyd would just have this look, and they would just show him. And his face looked like he was a million miles away. <laughs> and the game's going on. And I'm thinking, my God, you're in August. You are 48 games out. You're going to lose 100 games, what are you thinking at this moment in the seventh inning as you're getting beat 10-2 to 2 by the Mets? And he just had this glassy look. And I used to fill in the blank, It yeah. was I would do. Mm-hmm. And I it was on the radio, but I would always do fill in the blank. And we'd put the picture up later up on the internet. Mm-hmm. And he had this glassy eye. And I don't know why, I always did the same line. What he would think of, I thought, in the seventh inning of being down 10-2 to 2 to the Mets, 48 games back was... I don't know where he would just go. Pie. I go for nice piece of key lime pie. Right now, I'm gonna have one as soon as the game's over. Mm-mm. Key lime pie. That's I thought he was pie.
3: Probably is. he, yeah, he was on some was terrible some teams. Off. Right? Poor dude. He was so serious all the time, too, and that seriousness just devolved into sadness after losing all the time. (laughs) They asked him one time about the pierogi (laughs) races, and he just says. I don't care about non-baseball related things like that. That's ridiculous. Like next question, Except pie. Yeah, (laughs) he wasn't thinking about pierogies. Pierogies.
1: I don't want pierogies. I
2: want pie. (laughs) But the thing about I can understand someone asking him that question because I used to do running out of sports (laughs) related stuff. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and like when you're sitting there, you're saying, "How hard is it to be like in the seventh inning of it? Imagine being the guy who had to on some Tuesday night go into Lloyd McClendon's office and ask him about losing ten to two to the Mets. You're a hundred games." Yeah, I was
1: around those guys as reporters who had to cover that, man. It was a nightmare.
2: It was really tough.
1: You guys would be like, I didn't know what to do. But no one
2: knew what to do. Yeah, eventually, you would be just like, so uh, pierogi races, what do you think? Because <laughs> <laughs> they have the standard answer every time, yeah. which is like, yeah, lost today. We'll play again tomorrow. Got to do better.
1: The advantage, <laughs> the advantage, though, when you're losing is idiots like me talentless goofball guys like radio guys like me got to do shit because they'll do anything. for They need publicity, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did so much shit. I'm telling a kid, I did I was watching the Will Ferrells running around the the the, uh, the majors and stuff, and yeah. thinking, "Oh fuck, uh, I took batting practice with Pirates a few times." <laughs> <laughs> we I did a we did a home run contest at Three Rivers Stadium. <laughs> That's how bad they were doing. They let us do a home run contest. Yeah, anyone that wants Three to come in, Stadium. yeah, it was during the game too. During the game, <laughs> or <moment. Yeah. laughs> no? When they were starting to come on, uh, you know, it, PNC and Hurt, I could see Hurt was a real deal. In in and McCutcheon and Walker. I did get to do batting practice with Neil Walker and, and uh I'm sorry, with McCutcheon. Amy and Andrew McCutcheon Alvarez, I worked my way in, which still to this day I know putting them in therapy where they're going, why is that fat guy? Who is that guy? We <laughs> didn't sign him, did we? But but how they
3: far let have we me, sunk? Yeah, how far we <laughs> sunk? They, but they let me do batting practice. <laughs> that was how a, far have we sunk?
4: And the weird part a, was, he's going to be a pinch part, runner. Yeah, no one
1: told him about the freak him out. I had McCutcheon because he said, They'd make a jersey for me. Mm-hmm. The Pirates are nice enough to do that. And they, they said, who do you want? And I said, well, McCutcheon's my favorite player right now. So, so they made me his – I had McCutcheon's number. So they're like, why is he wearing my number? <laughs> What's going on there? I just get
2: traded. It was <laughs> Yeah, no, he wouldn't. Know, so. He's a hot young Dominican yep. we just got. <laughs> somewhere, on, somewhere in the Pacific
1: Northwest, Lloyd McClendon was going,
2: Pie. Well, now he said Seattle be like fish, Mm. (laughs) coffee,
1: (laughs) crab leg sandwich with drawn butter. Fraser, who knew? knew? You put crab leg on the bun, put butter on it. I never knew that. Blew me away when I got here. I can go for this right now. It's always rainy. It's, It's. I think that's what I love about base baseball. It's the characters. There's the million, there's all these great characters. It's got a rich history. You know, the pirates have a rich history. One of my favorite stories, though, baseball history is in the news as it is every spring for the last four years. There's a movie in development. There's every year somebody's trying to get this movie off the ground. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it yet in the theaters, but I'm hoping next year or whatever, or soon we'll see it. Um, Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon were rumored, and now a couple other guys. There's now the rumor again that the movie of the New York Yankees, uh, Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekich, is going to be made. Do you know who these guys are? Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekich of the Yankees were two guys in uh, the 80s, I guess this was, I don't know. I should have looked up the year it would have been nice uh, Josh let me know what year that was but they decided to trade lives and I mean trade lives they decided they were going to trade their wives their kids their dogs Man. everything these two pitchers for the Yankees Kekic and they did it Kekage who swapped his wife two kids in a terrier dog and Peter, for Peterson's wife two kids in a poodle
3: and a first-round draft pick. And, and a kid a to be named pick. later. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that, too. You know, it's
1: funny. I start thinking like that along those
3: lines because I thought,
1: okay, poodle for terrier.
3: Is that a fair trade? Yeah. I don't know. Poodle for terrier. I don't know. <laughs> he made it Poodles are with. supposed to be the smartest yeah. of the dogs. The like terriers, terriers are more not, tough dog. I now yeah. it's getting into yeah. one of those Dave Littlefield-type trades. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <Come> yeah. <on. laughs>
2: Brad Brown for <laughs>
1: – these. Where, what year was it, Josh? Got 73. So it was the early 70s when this happened. It really did happen. I, now, they're going to do a movie on it. They have to. I hope they go the comedy route. They, you don't even try to give me the serious side of this shit. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, first of all, this movie's going to be for guys anyway, and we're not going to take no... We're not gonna, what, are we going to get a fucking tissue after? No fucking way. <laughs> You've got to go comedy or don't even make it. This is a Will Ferrell... John C. Riley reunited. Oh, bring him in. God, that'd that be would be good. great.
2: You know what? Those two. Fuck it. We'll write the movie. That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of when you're Wouldn't saying the yeah. guys. Though? Yeah, that'd be the thing that I'm thinking of when you're watching this whole thing. Is wow, spring training is too long. Cause that's the thing. That's the thing that you think of when you're there for six weeks, mm-hmm. you, and it's yeah. about three weeks in, and you're just like, why don't we just switch lives? Speaking of <laughs> trades, how about gr- this?
3: Isn't that wild? Though, <laughs> <I> notice <laughs> that your wife's hot. They yeah. did it. <laughs> the kids are cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> both guys that after the trade, their careers kind of went downhill. They I was po- going
3: to say I'd never heard of their names. No, they as they did play-, play, but they yeah. went
1: downhill. They both lost their fastball after the swap, <laughs> and the, after the trade, and they both ended up both and. Ended up in the Cleveland Indians. Oh, they said, "Yeah, the way the article was when they were man, exiled to the Indians. The Indians did not win
3: at all back then. That's their karma, maybe." Yeah, yeah. So they're
1: both <laughs> yeah, ended up, sent to so Cleveland. In Cleveland, right now, Ugh. still the trade is secure. I, although the kids are probably still in therapy as yeah. adults. Yeah, oh, they're in, they're still. Didn't he used to be our dad? That <laughs> that's, that has to be a therapeutic situation, man. I, I old I, dads in
2: Cleveland too. I agree. <laughs> I agree that what was worse the switching of the dads or going to Cleveland I don't know no, probably going to Cleveland <laughs> that was the last it's, straw it's something <laughs> is,
1: spring training is the most interesting thing guys I have you guys been down there to spring training Mike I never you have uh-uh. you should man you're a baseball guy we'll I go to, we're, let's try. I'll try and get down next year I'll try and arrange we get down next year get to
3: Bradenton
1: we gotta get down we're, we'll, we'll get down with uh, Larry and John Katie, Katie yeah I'd love year. to That'd we'll do that we have to go to Bradenton you have to see what Mike have you been to spring training no I was fortunate to cover uh, 18 spring trainings through the years, and uh, it is the it is an interesting thing because baseball is a game of nuance, a game of it's just a different game altogether mm-hmm. than football. Football just so overly you know it's physical hit and this and that. But baseball, you got to get your muscles warm and this and that. And it's a whole people that aren't around it a lot, like really like me at first. I like what the fuck is going on here? For instance. Mm-hmm. Spring training games. They need those games so they don't tear muscles or whatever, and, and they can get their pitcher their pitching. It's mainly for pitchers, really, and they get get you know the baseball whatever physical side of it to, together. Well, it, it's a long process, and I guess yeah, <laughs> of course we, we it's suppose a scam, and I believe yeah. it, <laughs> for instance, uh, remember first spring training? I think Jay Bell was a player. He's a good player Shortstop Shortstop at the time Shortstop may have been second base I can't remember the power. You're mm-hmm. right Mike He was a shortstop But I can what. remember he... But anyway He was a star mm-hmm. And stars at a whole different world down there And I remember Being the first day And I'm like Wow this is really cool man I'm in the McKechnie field It's a small field It's almost looks like a, a Shrunk down Almost a high school if You watch Major League Baseball On a high school field mm-hmm. It's really cool And it's, yeah, that's what it's like And you're close You can hear the ball snapping off the glove It's really amazing see how you know, you can see how talented They really are mm-hmm. But anyway I'm sitting there And about three innings in I look around Jay Bell's gone I'm like Where is he? Because he, he was a regular on our show. I kind of just knew him from coming in weekly and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, look, where's Jay Bell? Where's Jay? And all of a sudden, I look, and he's in. He's got a convertible, like some kind of Mercedes or whatever he had. He pulls the freaking golf clubs out of the back. I see him. And put them in another car, and he took off. I go, oh, Jay, he goes golfing. the last few, you know, whatever. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> 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 you mean they come down, and he plays a few innings and Two goes innings. golf?
2: That's his day. That's his fucking day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, that's great. That, that is not what that's great. not what the people at La Trobe for the Steelers. That's no! not their that's not their experience. <laughs> they don't do that.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, weird. 'cause you're watching the game and all of a sudden you'll see a guy in a, in the warning track jogging during a game. You're like, what yeah. the fuck's that guy? You're like, oh, it's a pitcher <laughs> to, to jog. It's well, it's exhibition, but still it's just right. weird. It's just different, you know. But uh the one of the things that I will tell you about spring training and I want every uh, guy out there, ladies, I apologize to you once again. You know where my head's at. But uh, the strip joints uh, in Florida during spring training are amazing. It's major league stuff, and it's the first time I <laughs> ever saw it. It's
3: not spring training at the strip no. clubs. <clears throat> it's they're in, mid, they're in mid-July form there, yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah.
1: The minors is New York or Albany or whatever, or I don't know. Toledo. Toledo. They, that's <laughs> This is the majors, man. This is when they the top strippers come in from all over the country. And go to Florida, go all through spring training because, you know, one you get a baseball player in there, you're set for life. You just sent your kid through college because he's going to tip like crazy. Mm-hmm. Two, you get some wacko like me. I'm going to tip too. We're all all crazy guys. We're dead. This is major league stuff, right? And every girl, I learned a lot though. It was the first, time. I'm 27 years old, so I learned. I'm 27, 28. I remember hearing the first time where a stripper was dancing, going, "Hey." I'm working my way through medical school, <laughs> <laughs> and I believed it.
3: <laughs> Went medical. I like that. Yeah. instead of just college. That was the first time answer.
1: I heard. I'm yeah. working my way. Why do you? Why do you dance? I'm working my way through medical school. I really don't have to dance. Well, I have to dance for the medical stuff, but you know, and mm-hmm. I and buy. And then all of a sudden, you know, b- about a month would go by, or whatever, and the next year, you'd hear it again. It was a very common thing to hear. I don't know why they picked that. But they'd say, "Yeah, you know, what do you what are you in school? Biology, really? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to lap dance biology." Yeah. And uh, they always say, "Oh, they're all every stripper you talk to in college." I'll tell you right now, they are all four oh GPAs, absolutely. Just so you know, yeah, and because they'll tell me that, and they and they are all working their way. This one girl said, yeah, she was gonna she was working her through medical school, but she was gonna kind of more go toward uh, uh, neurology." Which is a nightmare of mine because I thought about this. I thought, what if they're telling the truth? What if one day you get in an accident? You're in Florida, you're on vacation, you're wheeled in, operating table, there it is, the OR doctor. I am your OR doctor, Dr. Candy. Remember me, Jim. What? (laughs) Dr. Portia is a neurologist brain surgeon. She will be doing the surgery. What? And you did not tip her in a champagne room, you (laughs) asshole.
2: That's what I was thinking. You better have tipped her. So you're fucked. So you're fucked.
1: (laughs) I'm in 20s right now on my stethoscope. Yeah, that's how you pay her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the champagne room you give cheap champagnes like seven hundred dollars. They, they charge you like that yeah, yeah. for like alcohol bottle. Mm. <laughs> we need alcohol
2: swabs. That'll be nine hundred dollars. What? <laughs> well, you are charging thing. here. That's the thing. We need you know, stripper insurance, strip club insurance. So you go in there. If it, it does seven hundred, you don't pay for it. It's just you have a copay. Yeah, just copay. <laughs> Forty <laughs> yeah, bucks for right. me.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, they're all <clears throat> everyone.
2: But anyway, I was. Uh, it
1: was a great experience. I learned, I learned all, all the stripper moves down there.
2: I probably went the strip choice a little too much. <laughs> when everybody just sits there when you walk in,
3: Jim! Yeah, yeah. There he is again. I learned every strip move. Like uh, He the, plays for the pirates. <laughs> yeah. there's, also the, there's also
1: the protective strip move, which is where the stripper will say, the manager comes over and yells at her, mm-hmm. okay? And she goes, that asshole is always on my back. And then you protect her, so you want to give her more money. She doesn't make a certain amount of money. It's a good move. It's, yeah, oh, it's a great move. Mm-hmm. Then you find out that that's all part of the game. It's amazing. They're really, there's a whole different thing. You learn it, but you learn it there in Florida. It's the only place to learn it. You have to be in the majors to learn that. You yeah. won't learn it here in Pittsburgh. Mm-mm. No,
2: not the same. Not the same. <laughs> It was funny. I was reading um a Kevin Smith book and he was talking about he was at a strip club in Jersey. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's doing the typical, oh, I'm a sensitive guy. I'm just here, you know, but I, I understand you're all, you know, working people and I respect everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so this the stripper comes up to his table and is kinda of, is, is like crying and just really distraught and just sits down at the, he goes, Can I just sit here for a few seconds? Like, oh absolutely, what what's going on? He goes That asshole that jerk just put it, his finger up my butthole. There you go. And then he and they there were, you he, go. And he there, and they're like, "Oh, that's <laughs> terrible." Go blah, on for blah, blah, blah. They talk mercy. to her for a couple minutes, and then they they just like you said, they tip her everything like that. Huh. A month later, mm-hmm. same girl, same thing, everything. <laughs> Can I sit here for a couple butthole seconds? Butthole story, yeah. Butthole story, yeah. And the thing, she go, they go. That's amazing because that guy did that to you last month too. Mm-hmm. And she just looked at it, <laughs> and just laughed. And it's just if like but Kevin th- Smith had been to Florida.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he would have learned. That. He would have known. <laughs> God, imagine the scumbags at a strip club in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. All that hair slicked back oh, and yeah. just orange and gold chains. And, Yo, let me see that snatch, bitch. And yeah. shit like medical that. school wouldn't even work with yeah. that. No, not medical at all. Medical school, no. what the fuck? Come Here. on, be a hairdresser. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, went up school. a tanning bag. Yeah. Medical school, medical, medical yeah. school.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there, The s- medical school is, I am learning to, uh, do, to do hair. <laughs> <laughs> you don't style hair,
1: you ain't
3: shit to me, honey. <laughs> got your medicine right here. (laughs) Bon Jovi blasting everywhere. I can get medicine, all right? I get 20 Percocet right fucking
1: now, all right? Hairstyle, that's a whole fucking different. You get me some fucking gel, and you're in. (laughs) Oh, God. I highly recommend the show, Uh, everyone listening. uh, It's called The Kroll Show yes it's on uh get it on netflix and amazon i think amazon it's on comedy central actually go to comedy central and uh get kroll show he nick kroll is on one of my favorite shows the league i love the league and uh he does a skit show but one of the characters he does is body bob bobby bottle services off the fucking charts funny guys huh. you'll love it man it's this jersey gigolo male gigolo guy mm-hmm. <laughs> he's He's got the, the the goatee pencil. I mean he's got nice. The, it's it's amazing. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> That's know, the show
2: just, that does the Pittsburgh Philadelphia. John Day... yeah, yeah. John he, he's so they're oh, they're brilliant. Okay.
1: Yeah. They're brilliant in it, man. It's, yeah, highly recommend the Kroll show. But uh I don't know, it's reminding me of that that Bobby Bobble service <laughs> character. Jersey guest. But anyway, going back to the pirates again real quick. Um the thing about the pirates, we we had like such great like weird, crazy people. Like Doc Ellis pitching a no hitter on LSD he was great, and uh, one of my all time favorite those spring training moments. The one, you know, there's two that I was around that actually was there to see. Sort of mm-hmm. Bonds going off on Jim Leland. Nice yelling some yelling match they had, which was caught on <laughs> camera. Were you there? <laughs> that like was at huge. The, yeah, we're at the field. Yeah, Alright going at each other. You know, it's pretty wild. Don't fuck with Leland, Lee we'll kill you too. <laughs> Got that cigarette, blowing smoke in his oh, face, yeah. and there screaming at you. Don't fucking step on your old, rip your throat out. You even fucking know that? Yeah, that's right, motherfucker. He does look like the guy at the yeah. end of the bar
2: that like has like a military background. That you just everyone's just like, what's up with him? Just leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. no one talks to. Don't that ask guy him about. Not <laughs> you can get away with. Yeah,
1: you could get away with it. That Leland's that guy you can get away with at the moment but wait about two days and then you wake up in the middle of the night and his face is right in front of you with a knife dead motherfucker and it's all your last words you'll hear <laughs> <And he's laughs> but Jim's a good Jim's a good guy I man he's a stand up guy I know Jim and he's a good good man and so Bonds was, maybe it was starting roids or something who knows <laughs> it was a roid race <laughs> thing but, but uh there that was one and the other one was uh my this is my favorite there's guy named we had a guy named during our losing years okay guys this is this is 0-2, I believe. Oh, you were got him, Derek Bell.
3: Oh, operation shut Operation Shutdown. Operation
1: Shutdown. <laughs> Derek Bell
3: got my money. He's coming
1: up. He's coming off a season, okay, where he has batted one seventy one. A
3: strong one seventy
2: one.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, and that's what a lot of it. But he so hit gave... one ninety two with runners in scoring position. Yeah, they him. yeah. So that was not, <laughs> that's what not his bad. agent brought up gave when it hand. Hand. he was making
1: his ten mil. <laughs> one seventy one, man. I, I mean, really. <laughs> I think we could. I think Mike, could hit 171. Mike, maybe. I'm you a He'd give hot you 500 at bats. Like, yeah. You hit 171.
3: Maybe. If I lay down some good bunts. Yeah. So, <laughs> a lot of sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he hits
1: 171. <laughs> and he, he's in spring training after the stellar 171. And I believe he was a first baseman or something, whatever. Right. Right. But right. anyway, they're talking about the competition that's coming in because they're going to be able to just push him a little bit, right? He's mm-hmm. getting about. I don't know what, like $8 million, $5 million. It was a pretty nice contract for him. And uh, he goes, what? They say, yeah, the competition coming. There is no competition for me. <laughs> I am the starter. They go, well, not really. The manager kind of said, nah, there is going to be kind <laughs> of go- We got this guy hitting 219." He says, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. looking to push it. He's looking <laughs> <gonna> to push <laughs> yes. So Bell basically is like, yeah, I'll I'll see you later, man. I'm not even. I don't. I'm not gonna play spring training (laughs) because I might get hurt. Why would I hurt my body in spring training when the games don't count? I'll be on my yacht. I'll see you later. And he called (laughs) it Operation Shutdown. And he went out on his yacht, waiting for the season
2: to start. Waiting for the season to start.
1: Guess what? He never. I don't think he played. They they
2: cut him. Like they released him. Like two days later. Well, yeah. Should have. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Should have probably competed.
3: He <laughs> <laughs> shut down in spring training. Like awesome? you don't even have to do anything at all. Except <laughs> maybe play a couple innings a I just, day. Yeah, you're
1: golfing half the day. Jesus,
2: you take like four or five that, swings. That and, is one of the great like the of the twenty years of losing that. And I think the Raul Mondesi yeah. things were the biggest, like, moments in pirate history of just, like, wow, are we at the, the bottom. Just typified what they yeah. were going If everyone it. remembers, oh, you, you remember the Raul yes. Mondesi oh, thing? Yeah, tell him. Go ahead, Mike. You tell uh, he, you know. fill it in the blank. But was, I remember everyone was excited because they got Raul Mondesi. Right. Great arm. Great arm. Time. Great arm mm-hmm. Big time. And for, like, the first couple of weeks, he was doing pretty well. And then he said, "Like, hey, I have to go to the Dominican because something's <laughs> happening to my family." Uh-huh. And for some reason, like, okay, we'll give you a couple days to do this. This couple days turns into well, like a week, and they release him because he's like, "I'm done with baseball forever. <laughs> I don't want to do this." And then, like two days later, he signs with like, was it the Braves or the something a- like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, he, yeah, he basically was so. So did not want to play for the Pirates. He had to make up a complete ruse to get out of this contract because he didn't want to (laughs) make the 10 just to get the hell out of here. He didn't didn't want to be in the Pirates. There's another Pedro Martinez's
3: brother just retired after a bad outing. (laughs) Ramon (laughs) Martinez is like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Never played baseball again. Let we up like were, seven runs in an inning with the Pirates walked off the mound and never getting. Never back.
1: again. We were doing the craziest <laughs> signings back then. I'm telling. You, I'm not. I remember we. I'm. I'm. I'm
2: think we signed a 62 year old Gene Tennis to a 10 million dollar
1: deal.
2: Did we sign like, like a, 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 a like a 45 year old Japanese pitcher or something like that? Remember him?
1: Uh, like yeah. he was like. Yeah. Praise the, the, praise the yeah, Japanese restaurant in Pittsburgh right now.
3: Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I was pilot. Was what a number two. You they want? re-signed Bill yes. Beck's midget player from the 40s <laughs> I think they gave him a shot because I, I he, he <laughs> batted 2 201. yeah did you, did you play
1: no but I got with that a good speed <laughs> He's good
2: I put
3: small strike zone great party that's what every, uh,
2: everyone was always you know crapping on Pittsburgh attendance like they're like oh only a million five show up to pirate games so I'm like That's how great of a
3: sports town this is. It's a testament that a million five would show up to watch this dumpster. You're going to put this shit product out for twenty years that you don't care about, and you know we get a couple good players, and every year they're all getting traded. This year, see Ramos, Ramirez, and Daniel Moscos.
1: But now, but now they
3: they drafted them
1: just to save money. It's (laughs) so fun, though, guys, to see us winning uh, and having this great team. Neil Huntington's doing a great job, Hurdle, and all those guys. And you know their plan. Huntington deserves. A, he took a lot of heat, man, so he deserves a lot of applause. And absolutely. absolutely, what they're doing is just you know McCutcheon and his guys and just putting this season alone. Yeah, this is great. It reminds me, you know, when I was a kid and stuff, and, and uh, when we were winning. And uh, there's an entire generation out there who's never seen them win. It's gonna be fun. It's been fun last couple of years, but it's gonna be fun if they get to the series and see these younger people see this team series and. and it, and maybe things will happen like in the, in the past because you're winning, you have fun, and the announcers could have more fun. We have great announcers now, but we had one of the greatest announcers, guys. You guys may be too young to remember this, a guy named Bob Prince. When I was growing up, was the announcer for the Pirates. He was mm-hmm. fucking unbelievable, man. And for listening around the country, he he was like a, a Harry Carey of Pittsburgh. He, he was it, on par with him. He was equal. If not, really, he was that that good, that talented. And his, Bob Prince was called the Gunner, and he's old school broadcaster man.
0: He talked like this, and he had all these little weird little sayings,
1: and he had nicknames for guys. And, mm-hmm. and, and he's got that great guy six sense of mind. Love yeah, the Pittsburgh. They love the Gunner, and one of my favorites. There's a couple stories that are so funny with him, man. One of my favorite stories is the Cobra is Dave Parker. Is, uh, what is the great one of the great players of the Pirates, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's you know an all star. Yeah, you know, one of the MVP, 1978. Yeah, one of the first like really freak of nature all round guys that could play, hit you know power, speed, everything. Mm-hmm. And we had him right. So Parker would uh, uh, move his bat away, and he he'd swing with this real quick snapping swing, and they called him the Cobra. That was his nickname in. in Prince gave him the name. And then he'd come up at Bat and he goes, There he is. Let's get the Cobra And he'd do the Cobra. Some <laughs> people, including myself, thought, Yeah, Cobra. They why'd you call him the Cobra Jim? Well it's bat. Pulls the bat snap who snaps it so yeah prince called him the cobra until i get in the media and start learning who knows prince and people that know him what this is all about prince called what happened is he saw his, he saw parker getting out of the shower one day oh god his <laughs> <He's> fucking <laughs> dick is on his knee he goes, what the fuck is that a cobra
3: <laughs> come on dave <laughs> that's he's the cobra yeah heard that. isn't that that's awesome mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome he did it because he was a big dick It's a dick joke It's a
2: big
1: dick he
3: thing. <laughs> It's a dick reference cobra. No one was getting No fucking everybody's going hey, it's This sounds like intimidating Like he's a mean kind yeah, right? of He called no. I back okay? And he snaps out like a cobra
1: In the meantime They must have been fucking hollering When people tell that story At the bar of <laughs> Cobra Dave Parkman <laughs> Yep that's it
2: <laughs> yeah, That's never denied by Dave Parker. There's people. I that, got one. There's, uh-huh. hat, there's, there's, there's the po- the posters, of, like the Cobra. Thank,
1: well, <laughs> thank God he. Thank God he was. You know, that, though, would have been worse if Prince saw him and he was like an inchworm. Yeah, there comes the inchworm up to the back. Why? because it's bat. He comes out like an inchworm. Just sneaks up on you on the ball. Like that. Tim the Vienna <laughs> that's sausage holy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for the inchworm. Yeah, that's, all pirate nicknames were based on their dicks. That's right. It was Roberto the Great One. It was a one-eyed <laughs> snake, not a two-eyed <laughs> <laughs> snake. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But I just I love that story, man. That's one of my favorite stories. That's the Cobra
3: buddy. The...
4: Ah, Great pirate nickname
3: Pops was because he had the pills the that, that kept everyone going. <laughs> a little pop. I thought we saw it like a father figure kind yeah. of thing, but it was because you went to Willie Stargell little to get pop, the pills you needed. Man. Yeah, to get, need get the greenie? green. He had the green. Is that what that rumor is? Yeah, that's These where all Pops rumors, came from. The way, yeah. Pops and Cobra side of us. Our reference to Dick and Drugs. Dick and Drugs. Man. That's it. But they're what? both great players. That's why they. <laughs> <I> love them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I them
1: wouldn't trade it. That's, that's those are pirates for life in our heart, in our hearts. Retired man. numbers. I, Willie, man. Star- how unique is are these guys though? But part of that, like I said, is got our guys like Bob Prince though, who were able to marry the the, the fans and the players and build. The- Bob Prince was immeasurable. He was amazing. Because think about it, man. This guy, he, ch- chicken on the hill with Will. Starge will hit a home run. Starge will had a chicken place up in on the Hill District, and every time if he hit a home run, you were at the counter, you got free chicken. So if he hit a home run, Prince
3: would go chicken on a hill,
1: where do I? And then it was, starts to catch on. It's you know that's fucking genius
3: stuff. That man. is great. That's still there's still the chicken on the hill at PNC Park now. He's still setting green still weenie, which
1: was Jinx the other team. He had a green weenie and stuff. I mean, that's all, <laughs> Bob Prince though. That's just it. It's I mean. Will we ever see another one? Well, Mike Lang on a hockey side is is, the, is like him to me. Yeah, and, it's and, like that. But and we have great announcers, major league guys. But but uh, Prince was something really special, man. He was. It was funny. He was so in his way, though. Prince, as he got older, and he knew what he knew. Okay, this is an old school journalist guy, right? This is an old school broadcaster. And so uh, the Penguins were struggling. Penguins just start in Pittsburgh, and they're really struggling, and they need an announcer. Who's the king? Bob Prince is the man, right? They had hired Bob Prince to do hockey. This is true. It lasted, I think, it only lasted like a month or two or whatever. Because what happened was he knew not, he knew nothing about hockey. First off, he knew not one name they said, <laughs> and buddies that, that knew him back then, some mm-hmm. jour, you know, some journalists. What Bob would do is, if you heard a tape of the game, <laughs> this was him doing hockey. All right, it's during a hockey game. If you're listening to Bob, <laughs> is there passing a puck? He, he got it. 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 <laughs> All right, now he got it. He got it. He got it. He said it lasts last like a whole game.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, it was awesome. That is fucking awesome. Bob, Bob Costas told a story once mm. where he was talking about his first job was with hockey, like minor league hockey. Yeah. And again, he didn't know much about hockey either. And so he just learned like one name, Stevens or something like that. And so, if you listened on the radio, every loose puck, everything, what Stevens got it because it was so name he's just, over and over. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's just oh, Stevens gets it. He goes into the corners and gets it, and then it passes <laughs> it, and Stevens and it. And if you listen to that, you're wondering what, why is it Stevens playing for the Red Wings? Stevens <laughs> <Yeah>. is amazing. <laughs> he's on every play. <laughs> he got it. He got it. He got it. Goal. Goal. Goal Goal from him. Goal Goal from toothless guy, some law, something. I
1: don't know. We're talking so much baseball. It is, uh, right now, it is March, so we do have to do a little
3: March madness stuff. So let's go to Mike Waisaki with Twisted Sports. Go ahead, Mikey. We're talking a little bit of the uh, Sweet 16. Uh, Of course, the name originated in the South as a term to celebrate female reaching the age of consent. So creepy pervs from all over town would line up to take a crack at the fair young maiden without the chance of going to jail. So that's just a little American history behind the term. But since then, the term has been hijacked by rich girl birthday parties and the college basketball tournament. We were down to 16 teams, and here's how just today, USA Today ranked them. Number 16, Xavier, or Xavier, or however you say it. A recent basketball powerhouse, but still doesn't make up for the fact that these kids have to live in Ohio probably yeah. not going to last too long number 15 west virginia huggy bear bob huggins known for having an entire team that did not graduate while he was in cincinnati that's pretty that impressive true, right? nobody not one person on the whole squad that's graduated. a commitment to excellence that is <laughs> but he gets it done listen this, this is his lifetime record he's 764 and 311 wow. And in his tailor-made track suit, looks like a mafioso awaiting racketeering charges. But the guy gets results for sure. They uh, have the unfortunate task of playing Kentucky, who's obviously number one in the next round. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. Number 14, Louisville. Can't root for them because they play at the Papa John's Arena. Simple as that. Number 13... <laughs> NC State, the team that made the Villanova Piccolo Girl cry. Good for you. But they're still only the third best team within their own state. Uh, number 12, Notre Dame. They won the kind of the Pittsburgh region. They came out of that since Villanova lost. And they keep playing this way. The university will have to make a three-point Jesus statue. They should do that. Or slam-dunk <laughs> Jesus, one or the other. Still pro pretty heavy football at that university. (laughs) Number 11, North Carolina. No surprise at all. And Michael Jordan is betting on them to win. Uh, Number 10, UCLA. The list is starting to get retro. They're starting Mm -hmm. to cut back in it. Number 9, Utah. Some Mormons spilled caffeine-free diet Pepsi on their magic underwear celebrating (laughs) this team. Nothing else has happened in Utah, so I hope they do all right. Number eight, Oklahoma, the new earthquake capital of the United States. Congratulations. They have another reason to celebrate. He said they passed California. There's like 500 earthquakes a year in Oklahoma now. The state that gave us Dr. Phil. Thanks for that, Doctor Phil always brags about that he's from Texas. He's not. He's from Oklahoma. He's Oklahoma Everything right? he says yeah. is a lie. I've been I watching know. him a lot recently. What <laughs> trying, man? What anything you say you? too? Someone said he was homeless. I, I understand. I was homeless. Uh, like you know, I'm yeah, a scuba really? diver. Like anything you mention, <laughs> Doctor does Phil do is, it, does doesn't. It. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I was a
1: woman. That's true.
3: Yeah, he does. <laughs> Whatever you say. Like if someone's an alco- my dad was an alcoholic. Whatever it is. Every yeah, he either has somebody or he right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm a transvestite. Oklahoma <laughs> gave us Dr. Phil, so don't blame Texas for that. I'll have a concussion. Played
1: football, <laughs> Michael. <Mike. Well>, linebacker. <laughs> fuck with me. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> Over the middle. Boom.
2: All right. He used to infection. How
1: could it last? How could it last?
2: I lived on Mars. He's, I just He's picture, such a I, fraud. He I, really I, is. I know, but I just picture
1: I can't get that out of my head since it's, that last year when I learned he li- played linebacker there in, in
3: college, man. He played on I think he played for Tulsa, Tulsa which was on the receiving end of one of the worst losses in college football history. They lost the game like a hundred and six to nothing. Was Met- he on defense? Oh he yeah, he's was, a linebacker. Yeah, Can you imagine was, him being a quarterback yeah,
1: he... looking out and that big mustache under the uh, in an amazement? <laughs> what in the world wrong with you? <laughs> I'm being your face in two seconds, motherfucker <laughs>
3: Phil. Dr. Phil you got off the rails play on to that. The other team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never played for Tulsa. What's <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, Gonzaga, they're a fun team. They made themselves like they were nothing years ago, and now they're they're in it every single yeah. year. Uh, sixth, the Wichita State Shockers. Shocker, the only team on here with a dirty urban dictionary meaning, so look that one up. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Number six, Michigan State, Tom Izzo. No one ever gives this dude credit. He's like the San Francisco Giants. They've won three of the last five World Series, but everyone this year picks the Dodgers to win that division. You got a point. They pick against Michigan State, and every single year this dude does it. And he shows up, yeah. Every year. For Duke, boring. There's no way to root for them. (laughs) Just privileged assholes. Number three, the Wisconsin Badgers. I think this might be the team that does it. If they change their name to Honey Badgers between now and then, they're definitely going to do it. And then number two and one, no surprise, the ubiquitous name, Wildcats. Arizona and Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Of local interest, TJ McConnell, a Duquesne University transfer, is playing for uh, Arizona. So if you're going to root for a Wildcat team, root for Arizona.
1: You know, thank you, Mike. That's great, Mike Wazowski. It's where I love that, Mikey. And uh, uh, you know, uh, there, there's
3: speaking of Duke, and you, know, you said that hate them. Uh, it's like rooting privileged. for the Atlanta Braves or rooting for the casino it, to beat the regular customer.
1: Highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, hi- I highly recommend rooting for Walmart. You, you got to get
3: this. Uh, I
1: think it's a thirty for thirty. I'm pretty sure it's. But anyway, on Netflix or Amazon, once again, it's called. Uh, basically, I hate I hate Christian Leighton. Yeah, why I, I hate I Christian Leighton or Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is awesome. it good? Did I you see it, Mike? All, all yeah. of those are pretty you gotta good. You got to see yeah. it. It's fantastic, and it basically exactly what Mike's sentiment. Every guy and girl, everyone hates Duke because they win. Unless you went there, yeah, or have right, some sort of right. connection.
3: How do you root for a team that wins all the time? It was
1: an interesting. It, it was an interesting special though on his on his perspective and the kind of guy he was. You actually do like him by the end of the special. I could see why. That's he, almost
3: he, why I don't want to watch it. Yeah I think I probably I'm sure he's an okay dude But he was just Yeah He represents Good looking guy You know Playing for
1: Duke No, They don't lose And Play dirty a little, not dirty. Well, yeah, questionably dirty. Yes. Right, yeah. elbow. Yes, like through the 30 yes. elbows. Yes they
3: played and Duke always flops all the time. They always get away with it. It just you crazy. And, it, and with this Whoa. tournament, it, it's well, they're a machine. They can recruit. They cannot recruit anybody. Everyone wants to go. Well, there. That's the
2: thing. Everything, but the now it's with Kentucky that basically is just drafting an NBA, getting an NBA team every year. They now are, it's almost yeah. like yeah. I've been reading so many articles where someone's like, if it's Duke and Kentucky in the final, just blow up the Lucas Oil Stadium. Well, just Well, that's
1: that's the way it is from now on, the way the system is. is It's going to always be that because there's only one way to get a player, rent a player for a year or two, Mm -hmm. and that's your name's Coach K. Or right at the time when all those rules changed, you were one of those coaches or programs that were Mm -hmm. on the up and, you know, upswing and have some sort of uh, stamp of tradition and whatever because there's no other reason why would these kids go to – play it anywhere why would you risk getting injured if you know you're going to get drafted in other words in the nba why mm-hmm. you might as well just go you know play for coach K. If i when you pick coach k when much i know you say we hate him but R- oh, you're I mean, a high you school a american there, and they said yeah, hey you got free a free ride. ride and coach k no walked in the room no, you that, yeah, i'm in right no one's
3: turning
2: that down no one's turning that down mm-hmm. so they get Only a guy if jim calhoun they, walked in the room
1: <laughs> damn it <yeah>. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> UConn guy <laughs> over here for me
1: hey calhoun's won more national
3: titles then Coach K. That's Isn't? true.
1: That's true. That's right.
3: It's just that reputation. And Izzo and just as many. Well, Louisville. that's a, one of the great, uh, I was Man. there at yeah.
2: UConn when they won the first national title over Duke, and that's what made it even sweeter. That's a hell of a team. Uh, okay. a program. Yeah, to beat, to beat them right. in beat that Duke. game. Because everyone thought Duke was <laughs> just unbeatable. Oh, to be it, yeah, it was. It was probably similar to when the Pi, Pi, you know you were a Pittsburgh fan in 1960 when yep. you beat the Yankees because it was like every. I remember at the beginning of the tournament they called it the Duke Invitational because <laughs> Duke was just that dominant. And when they won, the, you know, it was just yeah, that was a
1: that was a great moment. Even their down years are dominant. It's amazing, you know. Yeah, I know. it's pretty great. Yeah. So, so who's picked to win this? In Arizona, Kentucky, or Kentucky, Kentucky, yeah, but they're getting like Duke, Kentucky, right? I mean, they're always they win all the time. Yeah, yeah, Duke. I, is I love. Well, it. I gotta tell you, I love college basketball. It's great live, man. I go to a pit
3: game. At the P- it's a, it's fantastic exciting i'd love to see west virginia beat kentucky that would be great that would that be, great. be that'd be awesome, that'd be awesome
1: that man. will be awesome man yeah so let's go
4: Maybe. I, don't I
2: don't know, know. so we're huggy bear
1: wins well we're, we're uh, uh, huggy know, bear wrap. wins
2: no one graduates kentucky's yeah. out great I'm, yes. I'm happy yeah i'll, <laughs> I'll take that
1: <laughs> but uh, hey to wrap up our show we thank everyone for listening and, and baseball show it was we had to do a little baseball just get your mind off the so weather wherever it. we are and get you thinking baseball i know you know you're casually looking at it anyway it's it's everywhere so Root for your team it, that's, It's a lot of fun Of course we're in Pittsburgh So we root for the Pirates But wherever you are Root for your team And have a great Great time Doing it man Opening day There's, there's just something About opening day It's just the coolest I don't know
3: Yeah It's, it's just Spring fun. It's yeah. a new beginning Everyone's got a chance yeah,
1: Everyone's got a chance No matter how You know Fucked up life Life could be going Even at that moment though The opening day Just puts a smile on your face It <laughs> <Great. laughs> should be a holiday It should be <laughs> um, <laughs> Hey everybody! Thank, thanks so much uh, I appreciate listening to the show And, and all the, the loyalty uh, You've given us here at the show We really appreciate everyone at Sideshow Network does too Thank you so much, Jim Cran, no restrictions Thanks for listening Hey everybody, it's Jim Cran of Jim Cran No Restrictions I just wanted to take the time out to thank you For listening to the show We have a little over 100,000 subscribers now Every week listening to the show Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or jimcran.com and subscribe today. And thanks again.
2: If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only... Primecore group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner contact Primecore group today by going to primecoregroup.com
0: come join jim Crenn for a live taping of the jim Cren no restrictions podcast on tuesday march 31st at the cigar bar at jurgles rhythm grill in warrendale pennsylvania just north of pittsburgh featuring terry jones mike wysocki mike sasson and our guest of honor rock legend donnie iris plus a few other surprise guests Podcast taping is open to the public, but it is limited seating. Go to Jimcren.com for details. Jimmy will also be performing an hour stand-up show in Jurgle's main room on Thursday, May 28th. Go to jimkrenn.com for tickets. We'll see you there.